Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Well, as you can tell, Brian Nichols is not here today. Uh, Brian and uh, Erica are on vacation. So it's my pleasure to fill in today and speak with you and share a message. The, um, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, myself first. Uh, well, there I am, okay. Uh, my wife and I live locally here in New Smyrna Beach, Beachside. Uh, we have been married now for 34 years. Uh, and something you may not know is that we've been doing a Bible study every Wednesday evening. Um, and we first started out doing, it's been now eight years overall, we started out doing the Bible study uh, on in person. And then when COVID hit, we changed over to doing Zoom. And uh, I know Zoom is not for everyone, but uh, some people like the convenience of uh, sitting at the comfort of their home and doing it online. And so uh, we, it's been, again, uh, working out very well for us. Um, and right now we're going through the, the book of Revelation. And it's been an exciting but scary chapter to uh, go into. We're doing it verse by verse. And we, now we're about halfway through Revelation. But sometimes, maybe more than, than sometimes, I'll see a verse or I'll see a, a character mentioned in the Bible or I may see uh, something else involved, a word I want to really pursue and learn more about. And that's what happened when I uh, uh, started reading Revelation in the very beginning. And it's in, uh, taken, and I'll share that in a few minutes more, but um, we'll just take a few minutes and we'll excuse the middle grade students to their class before we get going into the message. And I want to just take a minute and, and pray, and then we'll get into God's word. Our Father, just uh, praise you and thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you, Father, for the, um, the privilege of uh, coming to church uh, online, in person. We just pray, Father, for Pastor Brian and Pastor Erica. Uh, we pray for their safety while they're on vacation. We pray, Father, that they may uh, have a a relaxing time that will come back energized and refreshed and we just um, thank you for them so much father we um, also want to pray for the nation of israel father the uh, it's very concerning very troubling and we just pray for um, a speedy conclusion to this whole thing with the, the war going on also praying for the palestinians father who uh, oppose war who oppose hamas and we just um uh, it's heavy in our hearts, Father. We just uh, turn this uh, time over to you, Father. Have your will be done. Give me the words to say, Father. Give us all ears to hear and open hearts. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, 
Uh, I want to, before I begin, uh, thank those who are watching online. Um, in particular, um, a friend of mine, Leroy, in Wisconsin, uh, Rob in, in Arkansas, uh, maybe John and Karen in Illinois, um, and uh, Rob, who's in Arkansas, his mother, his, his mother attends Coastline, and she's there on vacation right now, so hi to her as well. So, the verse that caught my, actually a word that caught my eye in Revelation, is found in Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. That may be on the screen, if not, I'll read it to you. It's there. Okay, and it says, look, he who is coming in the clouds, coming in the clouds, and every eye shall see him, even those who pierced him, and all the peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be, amen. So the, the word that caught my, my attention was the word clouds. And it's what we're going to be talking about today. And I think that when we're done discussing clouds scripturally, that you, you're going to learn some things. You're going to be actually uh, amazed at the, the importance of God's presence in the clouds. So this is talking about then in Revelation 1 7 about the, uh, what people call the rapture. Uh, and it's also the second coming, but the rapture itself is not in the Bible, that word. But there's clearly, it's talked about Jesus. He's going to be coming in the clouds. Just for a show of hands, how many of you looked uh, up at clouds and you see images? Anybody at all? Most of you have done that. There's a, uh, there's a word for that. Uh, it's a Greek word. It's called per idola. Per meaning beyond, in this case, looking up to the sky, looking at clouds. Idola means the ability to see images and objects. So we all, have, we all have done that. And by the way, cloud or clouds is mentioned 156 times in the scripture in the Bible. The first time that clouds is mentioned in the Bible is found in Genesis chapter 9, verses 11 through 15. I established my covenant with you. Never again will all, my, all, will all life be destroyed by the waters of the flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. And this is a cool part about this verse, a couple of cool things. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, get that part? Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, the rainbow appears in the clouds. I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. You know, I've always known about rainbows and I've always known about the, um, that God had a purpose in putting the rainbows in the clouds. But I was began to see and sense there was a connection between the divine presence of God and how it relates to clouds. 
And we'll get, you'll see this develop as we go on. And by the way, um, the rainbow has seven, seven hues. Not primary colors, but seven hues. And seven, as you may know in the Bible, is a, a sign of perfection, fulfillment. Uh, it's a sign of completion. One example of God's presence is connection with clouds. It's found in Exodus when Moses leading He's leading God's Israelites out of the land of Egypt. Uh, they are escaping the slavery, they're escaping uh, Pharaoh, and they began their journey, their 40-year journey into the promised land. And so it picks up here uh, that they are camped out uh, at the present time and at the very foot of Mount Sinai. And in Exodus 24, verses 15 through 18, it reads, when Moses went up to the mountain, the cloud, the cloud again, covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. His presence is in the cloud. To the Israelis, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. You know, Mount Sinai is 7,500 feet above sea level, so it must have been some sight to them to look up and see the glory, the presence of God in that top of that mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud, and as he went up on the cloud to the mountain, and he stayed on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, another uh, biblical number of 40 in, in the Bible. But it gets better, okay? It gets better. Uh, the, this next uh, verse verses are probably the most dramatic um, thing you'll see and read about in, in clouds. And we may have a, a, a picture of a pillar of cloud to show to you. And I'll explain that in a minute. You got the picture day to flash up on the other pillar? Nope, okay. Then I'll go ahead and just read the scripture to you, okay? Uh, and this is found in Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 through 22. And it says, by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud. to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire, so to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. So here, this is an amazing thing that, uh, to think that for 40 years, you know, they're, they're traveling, uh, to the promised land, and they are led uh, by the divine presence of God uh, by a, a cloud and by day. I think mean, it's just a, a quite amazing thing to, to think about, but, and I'll explain more about that as well in a few minutes. So when it goes on to say in Exodus chapter 40, verse 34 through 35. And this is when um, the Israelites would make camp 
they would make camp and they would uh, create a tabernacle and there would be an altar inside the, the tabernacle and there would be then a curtain over the front of the tabernacle. And then it says uh, that then the cloud, the cloud again, covered the tent of the meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Uh, here it is, a, uh, another, again, situation of a cloud. The glory of the Lord is filling the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because a cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Again, the, the presence of God. By the way, historians say that um, if the Israelis, in their 40-year journey to the Promised Land, were to take a direct path, how many days do you think it would take? Anybody got an idea? Ten? Somebody say ten? It's, you're very close. Eleven, eleven days. And that, it, may, it may have been ten, but to think that um, 40 years and then taking a direct path would be eleven days. But God had a purpose in doing that. In Numbers chapter 9, verses 20 through 21, it reads, Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they were set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning. And when it lifted in the morning, they set out. So we see set out mentioned already twice. Turn to your neighbor and say, set out. And I'm going to come back to that verse later in, in our message. So, again, whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, and that may explain why it took 40 years in part because they could be camped out you know, for a solid year at one time. The Israelites would remain in camp and would not set out again, but when the cloud lifted, they would set out. I think in some ways, nothing has really changed. I feel that God wants us, wants us to follow him, to be led by him, to obey him. He wants us to stay the course of faith and love and not go astray, to keep her eye on the pillar of the cloud. You know, just a little personal story. Um, for over 20 years, I fished offshore, I'm a licensed captain, and I would fish um, way beyond 30 miles offshore. And I learned early, early on that um, to follow the cloud because my GPS and my console was down and I'm, I'm looking up. And if your head's down and you get a hard wave, you can, it really can be painful to your neck. And in some cases, I would bang my head on the steering wheel. So what I would do, I would get my bearing and I would look for a cloud if there were clouds. And clouds move 
and I would look at my bearing again and get my, my course corrected. That's how I used my boat um, for many, many years, again, over 20. And then I've done my share of charters, but I was lucky enough to have a, my same crew um, for all that time, uh, at least two people in particular were with me for 20 years, some 17 years. But whenever anybody new came into our boat, um, some friends or family or where I'm at, been of, uh, and our fishing day was uh, near the end, and we time to head back home. I mean, you're out there 35 or so miles offshore. I would scratch my head and say, gosh, you know, I, which way is east? Which way is back home? And then part of my crew would say, they know the routine, and they say, oh, I think it's over here. Oh, no, maybe it's, no, I think it's over here. Okay, and there was a, and a sense of silence on the boat from the people that were new. Even, even fear, apprehension. So after a time period, I had to tell them, hey, you know, I know the way. I, I can get you home. I'm going to stay in the course. But it was a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> There's also dark clouds of life. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, it says, Remember how the Lord, your God, led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. And here's the, the key part of this verse, the dark clouds. To humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. Last year I published a book, maybe on the screen, and it's called through it all by Doug Davis, not there. The, but the subtitle of my book is called Breaking Through the Dark Clouds of Life. You probably can't see it, but uh, it is there. It's done on my TV screen, okay? Um, but the book itself is, uh, I took that picture, by the way, right off the, the beach of Flagler Avenue. Um, it's, a, it's my testimony. Uh, it's also uh, a self-help book for anyone going through the dark clouds of life. So let me ask you, how does God guide us today? I feel that seeing the presence of God, the glory of the Lord, in the clouds goes hand in hand with God's word. In Psalms chapter 119, verses 105, it says, Your word, your word, is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. He guides us by the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 13, it says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own, he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what's to come. It goes hand in hand, of course, with prayer. And the scripture is not on the screen, but in Luke 9, 34 through 35, Jesus was meeting with his disciples. This is after his um, ascension into heaven and when he returned to earth. And 
a cloud, a cloud again, appeared and covered them. And they were afraid, not Jesus, but the disciples were afraid. As he entered the, the cloud, a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Listen to him. In order to listen, you have to hear God's word. You have to read God's word. You can also listen to him by prayer. You can even listen to him by looking at beautiful clouds. This morning at sunrise service, I would say it was the most beautiful sunrise so far we've had in, in a long time. I'm not sure how many of you saw it today, but I know that some of you were there and you saw it, but it was really incredible. But you can, you can certainly uh, sense the power of God the, the presence of God in, clou in clouds, and we did this morning. What I want to tell you is that the same power that created the heavens and the earth, the same power that created the clouds in the sky on the second day of creation, that same power Give us a plan of salvation. His name is Jesus. It's a name above all other names. And there is power in the blood. I start today with um, a verse in, in word in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Um, and I'll get toward closing on this. And I'll mention it again. So listen, look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, and all the peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be, amen. You know, there's, um, there's nothing to prevent that I can see in the scripture that would prevent Jesus from coming in the clouds at any time. So the key thing to do, what we all should be doing, is to be ready, be prepared. You look around today at the world events, and you see what's going on in Israel with the war there. And if you study Revelations and you know your prophecy, then you know that things are changing in this world. So, I would say that um, a couple of things here. Number one, going back to the, the verses in the book of Numbers, where it says, set out. You know, the cloud, the pillar of cloud lifted from the tabernacle. And the Israelis, they set out. They didn't get up in the morning and say, you know, I'm going to sleep in today. I, um, I think I prefer to go tomorrow instead of today. They, they obeyed God's commandments and they set out. Boom, they were gone. It's the same thing for you and I today. If Jesus could be coming any day, then we should be prepared for that. I would say if, if you um, feel or do not know Jesus as, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then today should be a day you make that decision. If you're on the fence about being baptized, today should be the day 
when you make that decision. If you've taken your eye off the pillar of clouds and gone astray, then today should be the day you make the decision to restore your relationship with God, uh, to, to repent, and, and focus yourself on making God the, the primary thing in your life. And to follow that cloud, that pillar of cloud. I don't think God wants us to, to say, uh, maybe tomorrow. I think it should be something we do now in the present time. And if God is touching your heart in that way, in any way, maybe it's even over prayer, maybe it's even to connect with uh, Coastline Church, then today, when the service is over and the worship team sings their last song, uh, I'll be downstage here uh, with my wife, Patty Lee, with Terry Pugh, and maybe some others, and we would welcome you if you feel led today to do any of the things I mentioned, accepting Jesus, being baptized, okay. if you need prayer, I would really encourage you to not wait. Our time is short. In reading the book of Revelations, it was, it's been really in some ways a very frightening experience because you read about the, the great tribulation that will occur you read the prophecy and everything, and you see Jesus. You know, revelation means the uh, unveiling, the uncovering of Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. So I would encourage you, you know, I want my, my name to be in the book of, of life. I want your name to be in the book of life. And if you read, read there's repercussions, severe repercussions, if you, if you take your eye off the pillar of cloud and go a different direction. So today I would, again, encourage you to feel it in your heart to take action, to set out and to follow that pillar of cloud. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.